What's happening, world? I'm your host, the Wizard of Waz, Benji Wozniak, and today we have our special guest, my wife, Kimberly Wozniak, helping me with our review of the Disney restaurants we ate at in our last trip. Hey, everyone. She's going to be going over a little bit of uh, how to do the Disney dining plan, and then we'll dive right into the restaurants we ate at and what we thought of what we ate. Okay, everyone. So the Disney dining plan, Disney has a couple levels of dining plans that you can purchase in addition to your trip. Uh, Whether you do it or not is completely a personal decision. Some people love it. Some people don't find it necessary. Basically, the way it works is depending on the level of plan you get, you get a certain amount of credits each day towards meals. Every meal plan comes with, in addition to the meals that you get, every meal plan also comes with two snacks per day. So if, for example, you are on what they call the quick service plan, you get two quick service meals a day plus two snacks. You can use all of your quick service entitlements in one day if you want, or you can space them out to a day the way it's intended. You don't have to use a specific amount on a split, you know, for every day. So just for the purposes of this podcast, I'm not going to get into big details on each dining plan, but what I do want to explain is there are at Disney three levels of dining of uh, restaurants that you can dine at. They break them down by quick service, table service, and signature. So basically the way it works is a quick service restaurant at Disney is a counter service. Like you would walk up to the counter, order your food, and get pick it up on the counter. There's a couple of counter service that will bring you your food, but for the purposes of this podcast, you order at the counter. It's like going to McDonald's, although the food is much better. You go up to the counter, you order your food, and you take it with you to, to find a table. Then they have a regular table service restaurant, which is a restaurant that you would go to. Someone shows you to a seat, you sit down, you have a a server that takes your order, brings you your food, just like if you were going to a restaurant wherever you live. Then they have what they call signature restaurants. Now, a signature restaurant is a table service restaurant that is pricier than a regular table service. It's a higher quality of food, a higher level of service, um, and the price tag that comes with that. There, Disney has quite a few signature restaurants on property. Uh, they tend to have, if they are in a par, in a resort, they tend to have a little higher level of dress code. They're not Disney isn't picky about what you wear generally, um, but they are definitely a higher end type of restaurant. Now, if you're going to use your dining plan for a signature restaurant, it is going to cost you two meal credits as opposed to one for a regular table service restaurant. So on our trip, we had gotten the deluxe dining plan, which entitles you, it's the highest level you can buy in a package. Apparently there are higher levels. I don't know what they could possibly be because we ate a lot of food, but basically you get three meals a day. They can be either table service or quick service, two snacks. You also get with every level of dining service, dining plan, you also get a refillable mug that you can fill refill at your resort or any other resort if you so choose. Um, they are also now upgrading the refillable mugs. I think for a $10 fee, you can upgrade it to, it's a plastic mug. You can upgrade it to a, like a vacuum sealed stainless steel tumbler, um, which we haven't done yet, but uh, it is an option. So anyway, what we did, we knew that eating three meals a day in Disney, you can do it. It's re- it would be really difficult and you would spend your entire day going from restaurant to restaurant and you're not going to see anything else. So what we did was we tended to book breakfasts 
and late dinners. So we would eat in the morning and then spend the day in the parks. And if we're not hungry, we would use a snack credit, get something like that. And then we would book really nice restaurants for dinner late at night. So that's what we did. So on our first night, we ate at the Yachtsman Steakhouse. It is at the Yacht Club Resort at Disney World. It is a signature restaurant. Um, and I think that this was probably my favorite meal that we ate. Uh, it was the first night and I still think it was in my, definitely in my top three. So for an appetizer, I got the ahi tuna tartar. Uh, I will usually order tuna tartar anywhere that has it. This was the best I've ever eaten. It, uh, the menu description is uh, ahi tuna tartar with a poke, poke vinaigrette, white gazpacho and kohlrabi. It was outstanding. The white gazpacho was like a foamy um, addition, and it really added a nice texture. It was, the flavors in this were just amazing. I would get this every time I go. Ben got the French onion soup, which our server told us takes them two days to make, and he raved over it. Yeah, I got to say, that was absolutely delicious. The, you could tell the onions soaked for a long time in the, um, the broth. It was just so good. The cheese was melted perfect, and um, I highly recommend it if you get a chance to eat it. It was just phenomenal. And the whole environment, I mean, it was just a really nice restaurant. Uh, everybody there was really um, professional, treated us great. Uh, definitely, definitely a place you should try. Okay, so um, one of the other things I want to do is I want to give you an idea of, so because we had already purchased the, the dining plan, we didn't pay out of pocket. All we paid out of pocket for was if we got an extra side dish or something and um, any extra alcohol on top of your plan. So the deluxe plan that we were on allowed you to order an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert, and a drink. And the drink can be either alcoholic or non-alcoholic. And they were pretty lenient with how expensive that drink could be. Um, I, they pretty, Ben tends to just drink white wine, and they pretty much allowed him to go up to somewhere in the area of low $20, I think, when we were there. Because um, you can get a really nice glass of wine for that price. Yeah. Uh, so aside from giving you the, the descriptions, I just want to give you an idea of what this would cost without the dining plan. If you wanted to go and eat out of, pay out of pocket, which many, many people do. Um, so the tuna tartare was $18. And when I tell you it was worth every penny, it was worth every penny. Um, the French onion soup, by the way, had a sourdough crouton gruyere cheese and an onion broth. And that was $14. Worth it. Uh, so then for our entrees, there are several you can pick from. Um, like I said, this is a steakhouse, so they absolutely, your choices lean towards steak. But they do have some other entrees. They have some seafood and they have, I think there's a pork dish um, and a chicken dish. But for the most part, if you're going here, get the steak. So I got the 14-ounce prime rib. It came with horseradish cream and au jus. And I, for my side, I got broccolini because I felt like with all this food we were eating, I needed a vegetable. Uh, the broccolini was very good. It, it's broccolini. I mean, there's not a lot you can do to it. I like it. So it was delicious to me. My prime rib was absolutely perfect. Perfectly cooked. The au jus was amazing. The horseradish cream was outstanding. Um, had we paid out of pocket, this would have been, the price tag on this was $52. It was worth it. It was so good. Um, ben got the 8-ounce Black Angus filet mignon. Uh, it came with cognac truffle butter. And for his side, he got a sweet potato casserole. Uh, I'm trying to find a description, if I can see if I can find a description. I don't think they give one. But he raved about this and kept trying to get me to 
try some, and I was pretty in love with my primer, so I declined, but he actually absolutely loved it. And this was also $52. Uh, what'd you think? Okay, so they cooked the steak perfect. Uh, I like my steak medium rare to medium, and they did a great job. Uh, and the sweet potato casserole was just so good. I love sweet potatoes as is, so this is just something that was awesome for me. And I had like a marshmallow on top, like melted, and it was just so sweet and yummy. So for our dessert, we had not anticipated the amount of food that they were going to be throwing at us at Yachtsman. And we had already spent a good portion of the day at the Food and Wine Festival eating our way through there. So by the time dessert came, we literally couldn't even look at it. And they very nicely boxed up our desserts um, and they went into our fridge at the hotel. And that is where they stayed. We didn't really (laughs) touch them after that. I I have to say, I can't tell you, but my guess would be that given the level of the food that we ate at this restaurant, the actual food food, it was out. It would have been outstanding. So, and the desserts ranged in price from $9 to 12. Um, They looked amazing. What we ordered. I think I got, I got the creme brulee and, I don't even know what you you got. I think I got the cheesecake. Oh, yeah. I don't even think that's on the menu. I think that was like a, a specialty item. I will say the service at the Yachtsman was amazing. The night that we went, there was a Patriots game. Our waitress was from the Boston area, and we had our phones out so we could check on the score, and she kept um, swinging by the table to see what the score was. Um, so that was kind of fun, and she was very, very good, um, very attentive, but wasn't in our faces the entire meal either. So I would say overall, the Yasmin probably was, it's definitely in my top three. I don't know that it was my favorite favorite. It's a toss up between that and another, but it was excellent. It was very good. Okay, so the next morning after we had time to actually, God, digest all this food, we, one of the things we did on this trip was we went to some character meals. We're taking my granddaughter to Disney. And I wanted to see if there were character meals that were better than others. It's been a lot of years since there's been a character meal in the offing um, with my family. So we did a relatively new experience. It is the Bon Voyage breakfast at Trattoria Al Forno. Trattoria Al Forno is in the boardwalk area um, right near Epcot. It's generally, it's an Italian restaurant in the evening, but in the morning they do a character breakfast with Rapunzel and Flynn Rider and Princess Ariel and Prince Eric. Uh, it So basically what it is, is it's on a dining plan, it's one table service credit. If you order and pay out of pocket, it is $44. Now, what we didn't know at the time, which I've since found out, and it wouldn't have mattered to us, but it is also all you care to enjoy. So whatever you order, if you enjoy that, they will bring you more. Um, whatever you want, they will bring you more of. So the first thing they do is they bring you out this um, grouping of pastries. But they do it very, if you've seen Rapunzel, uh, Tangles, the movie Tangles with Rapunzel, you know that um, there is a frying pan movie that she uses to defend herself quite a lot. And they bring you your pastries in this frying pan. And they're shaped like seashells and starfish. And on top of that, they were very good. I'm not generally a pastry person. I just don't usually enjoy them. But there was a chocolate twist that was amazing on this on this platter. Yeah, absolutely. One of the, um, they had one that looked like, I think it was like a star and uh, it was very good. 
I have to say it was uh, one of my favorites. And like you said, the chocolate twist was just so creamy and chocolatey. It was, it was absolutely like delicious. I must have below there. Okay, so for our entree. Now, generally, we pick, tried to pick different entrees so we could try different things. But for this one, um, one of the things that I didn't know, know when I got there was there are a lot of things on this list, and one of the ingredients in them is Sunday gravy. Now, when you say Sunday gravy to me, I think... A sausage gravy, um, like, you know, like biscuits and gravy and that kind of thing. What they meant being an Italian restaurant was a tomato gravy, a red gravy. Uh, so it kind of, I don't love red gravy, so it kind of put a damper on what I was going to order. So anyway, what I ended up getting, and Ben ended up getting the same thing, is uh, an entree. It's called Ursula's Cauldron, um, after the sea witch. And it was breakfast potatoes with fennel sausage, fondue to cheese, and crispy onions. It was amazing. Uh, it was super filling. Like I said, I don't. We never would have gotten more of this only because it was so filling. But you could have had you wanted to. Um, again, the the entire experience was forty four dollars. Um, it was very very good. It was the, just a whole bunch of different textures. Um, the cheese was on the salt was, you know, had the salty to it, but then the potatoes kind of cut that back and it was very, very good. There was peppers and onions and scallions and, and everything in it. And it was just amazing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it blended real well together and the taste was phenomenal. And, uh, like my wife said, I, a lot of things confused me because it was a, a, a red sauce, um, a tomato sauce and for breakfast that's not something i really would want i mean it's not my style a sausage gravy would have been perfect for me i would have been like yes with biscuits that would have been great but we got the cauldron and i absolutely loved it i thought it was phenomenal uh, gotta say it was probably one of the better things i had for breakfast uh the other thing i want to say is just disney is very accommodating they're very accommodating with allergy food allergies they're very accommodating with food preferences and we could have ordered anything off the menu and just had them leave this, this the red gravy off uh and that would have been fine but we were trying to kind of eat things the way they were intended to be eaten which is why we didn't do that so it was a very heavy breakfast and i don't think we ate a ton of things the rest of the day no okay so one other thing i want to say about uh the bon voyage breakfast is um one of the reasons we like i said do character breakfasts is to kind of scope them out for our next trip the character interaction at tutorial al forno was amazing the characters were super interactive and sometimes you don't get the full effect when you're just two adults at disney and they don't always interact with you the way and they and i'm not saying they should but they don't always so they don't always interact with you the way they would interact with a child um but it was very good there are things uh you can ask prince eric not prince eric excuse me uh, flynn rider to show you what's in his satchel um, that's super entertaining. When he opens a satchel, he has the crown that he got <clears throat> during the battle. Um, so there's, it's very interactive. They they talk to you. They stay in character. It's it's very very cute. Um, we kind of watched them with the table next to us that had a couple of small children. The children were super excited, and the characters were just amazing. And they kind of bring them out one at a time so that they can kind of make the rounds. And there's one in each section of the room at all times so they're kind of just milling around and they do go table by table and it was very very good yeah and at one point they actually did like a conga line with the kids where they could like get up and dance with the uh, ariel i think it was it was really cute so we didn't eat a whole lot the rest of the day we kind of snapped our way through um hollywood studios but we had a reservation that night at the hollywood brown derby i have always wanted 
off of the original Hollywood Brown Derby out in California, which no longer exists. It has much of the same menu items, the Cobb salad, the grapefruit cake, and it's a signature restaurant. And I have to say that the food was excellent. However, we found this restaurant to be extraordinarily loud, um, loud to the point where it was difficult to carry on a conversation. And I don't know if that's just the acoustics of the building, the way it was built, or they were just in a abnormal amount of very loud people there. Um, There were a lot of children, more so than any other signature restaurant that we ate at. Um, You generally don't find a lot of kids at the signatures, which isn't to say they're not allowed. They absolutely are. Um, People generally don't, when they go to a a restaurant like this, they generally want to have a meal they can enjoy without having to figure out what their kids are going to eat. However, the food was excellent. Uh, like I said, everywhere we go, if they have it on the menu, I always get the ahi tuna tartar, which I got again. Um, so this was ahi tuna with wakame. Don't ask me what that is. I have no idea, but whatever it was, it was I'm guessing it's some sort of a radish because that's what it looked like. Um, mango, avocado, chili, and a chili garlic aioli. It was good. It wasn't as good as the Yatsman's, but it was a very different flavor profile than the Yatsman. And I think I just preferred the Yatsman one, but it was very good. Uh, I ate it all, so that's something. Uh, ben got, and I don't think it's currently on the menu because they do change, a lot of menu items at Disney do change seasonally. But Ben got the roasted tomato soup with fried mozzarella in it. And I am not a tomato soup fan. I don't like tomatoes generally. He loved it. Yeah, it was really rich and creamy. And the mozzarella like inside the soup was, you know, an added bonus and it was very tasty i mean i'm sad that it's not on there right now for other people to enjoy but like she said it's probably seasonal and we'll be back i for my okay so for the appetizers the tuna was 16 dollars, and the tomato soup was 12 i got for my entree um i i really try when we go out a lot of times when we go out for dinner i order seafood only because Nobody in my house likes it. I don't make it very often at home, and I wanted to. I like to be able to eat it. So usually when we go out for dinner, I that's what I order. However, one of the things I, I was dying to try, having looked at the menu previously, was they have duck breast on the menu. I've, I don't think I've ever made that. Um, I've he- eaten it before and enjoyed it, but I've never made it. So that's what I decided to get. I got the duck breast. And so the description with it is duck breast with sweet potato silk, butter braised bok choy, pomegranate barbecue sauce, and pomegranate seeds. And there were also grilled um, peaches with it. It was outstanding. It was outstanding. Um, the duck was cooked perfectly. It was seasoned phenomenal. That barbecue sauce was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I literally ate every bite of this. Uh, it was $38. It was, I would have paid well more than that for this quality of dish. Uh, Ben, as per his usual, got the filet. Uh, the filet came with a saffron potato mash, seasonal vegetables, green peppercorn reduction, and sun-dried tomato ketchup, which was also very, very good. Uh, I did try the ketchup and it was really good, but how did you like your steak? Well, I just have to say that the steak was cooked, again, like when you ask for something medium, medium rare, <laughs> they, uh, the cooks at Disney are very, very good when it comes to this. They, they get it spot on, so it was perfect for me. And uh, it was like, a, the bed was like a creamy... Um, mash and it was really good. Uh, the ketchup um, little sauce that went with the uh, sun dried tomato ketchup. Yeah, oh, so good. And uh, like I said, 
my wife had some, so she knows, but uh, it was worth it. And um, unfortunately, like she said, it was really, really loud in there. So like trying to carry on a conversation was hard. But um, other than that, I definitely recommend it. I mean, the, the theming was incredible and uh, it was just a good time. The food, yeah, the food was very good. Our server was excellent, um, knew the menu, but it was really loud. I'm not sure. I mean, I'd like to go back, but I think maybe if I went back, I would do like an early lunch or a late lunch somewhere between like peak times and see if maybe I enjoy it more because it, like I said, it was really loud. Um, so the char-grilled filet of beef was $49. Now for dessert, I got the Hollywood Brown Derby's famous grapefruit cake. So the grapefruit cake is famous because the story goes that at the original Hollywood Brown Derby, back in the heyday of, you know, old time movie stars and when studios were super powerful, the Hollywood Brown Derby, the owner noticed that they weren't selling as many desserts. And in particular, they weren't selling them to women. And he, after a little research, discovered that the reason that this was happening was because Women were perpetually on a diet in Hollywood. Everybody wanted to be thin. So the story goes that the big diet at the time was the grapefruit diet. And he instructed his chef to come up with a grapefruit-based dessert that women would order. So the chef came up with a grapefruit cake, and it worked, and they ordered it. So I had never tried it. I've always been curious. I do love grapefruit, so let me say that. But I was a little worried as to how grapefruit would pair in a cake um it's a very strong flavor obviously but i'll tell you this was probably one of my favorite desserts that i ate the grapefruit flavor wasn't overpowering it was very mild the cake was a vanilla cake it was delicious it's layered it had um it was like a sponge cake it had grapefruit syrup with it but again nothing was overpowering so the description is um vanilla sponge cake with grapefruit syrup grapefruit cheesecake and grapefruit jam uh, I know it sounds like a lot of grapefruit, but it really wasn't. It wasn't in-your-face grapefruit. Uh, that was $13. Ben actually tried it. It was extremely moist and absolutely delicious. Um, and he's not a grapefruit person. No. <laughs> so there's that testament. So Ben got the chocolate mousse cake. That was $12. It's dark chocolate sponge cake, dark chocolate mousse, chocolate sauce, and amarena black cherries. Now, before he tells you how he liked this, I will say that the only taste of this I got was I wanted to know what an amarena black cherry tasted like. And I now have three jars in my pantry because they're (laughs) outstanding. They are delicious. So what did you think of the rest of it? Uh, It's chocolate. I mean, (laughs) if anybody that knows me personally knows that I'm the chocolate man in this relationship, anything chocolate I'm going to order, uh, it's what I do. And this was really good. It was a very creamy chocolate uh, cake. And the cherries were just ridiculously good with it. It was uh, one of my favorite desserts, actually. Okay, so that was Hollywood Brown Derby. Again, it is a signature two-credit restaurant. So the next day, one of the few lunches we did while at Disney was we did a very early lunch. And by early, I mean, I think our reservation was like 11.05 in the morning. So obviously, we didn't do breakfast. But we did... um, an early lunch at Sanaa. Sanaa is a one-table credit service restaurant, and it's at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. So it's a little bit harder to, to get to uh, because it's not in a park. I highly recommend you make this trip. Love it. Um, 
Sanaa is probably even, even with all of the signatures we did, probably in my top three of restaurants that we did while we were there. Uh, it was fantastic. It is very, now, if you're not an adventurous eater, this is not the place for you. Uh, it is a more adventurous menu than you generally find at Disney. Disney tends to have very generic menus. They don't take a lot of risks with regards to flavors and textures. This is very different. This is very African and West Indian influenced, and it was outstanding. So we started with, and Ben was quite looking forward to, the Indian style bread service. So I know this sounds really a little um, boring and ordinary. Trust me when I tell you it is not. So they bring you for $18, you get a choice of five breads in nine, nine accompaniments. The breads you get are a traditional naan bread, a garlic ginger naan bread, a spiced naan, an onion kulcha, which is fairly similar to a naan bread, and a paneer paratha. Um, I'm not even sure. They all looked fairly similar, but the taste profile was very different. With that, you get nine um, spreads or sauces. You get a cucumber raita, um, which was not spicy. You get a roasted red pepper hummus. You have you get a mango chutney, a tomato date jam, a tamarind chutney, coriander chutney, garlic pickle, red chili sambal, and a spicy jalapeno lime pickle. And when I tell you this was the best part of any meal we ate, um, just trying the different um, spreads and sauces with the different breads and seeing what went better with what you could have. And actually the table next to us did. They came in, they ordered two bread services for the four of them and that was their meal. And you could easily make a meal out of this. Like I really tried not to eat a ton of this because you could have eaten all of this and nothing else. There was that much of it. Um, again, that was $18. Um, ben quite enjoyed it because several of the offerings are very, very spicy. Yeah, the the waitress will, or waiter will come over and tell you like the degree of hot for each sauce. And they actually put it in order from like the mildest to the hottest. And um, I, of course, I'm, I'm a spicy person, so I love the hot sauce. And um, I thought it was phenomenal. Like she, uh, my wife said, putting on each different piece and trying it like the different texture and flavor on each one was just really fun and for me it's one of my favorite thing to go there and try the, the bread service because it's just it's really really good but it can be a full meal if you really like indulge in it okay so that was only his appetizer so <laughs> i had then had an appetizer to order so i went with and i'm going to apologize in advance because i'm probably going to butcher every the name of everything we ate but i got it called a Bora Wars and Spiced Egg. It's a traditional South African sausage, curry spiced eggs, and Cape Malay onions. It was a very, very different um, flavor profile than I'm used to. It was outstanding. Uh, I was surprised that I liked it as much as I did um, because I had leaned towards getting, they also have samosas on the menu, which I, which I do like, and I had leaned towards getting those and changed my mind at the last minute and went with the sausage and spice eggs. And it, I'm glad I did. It was $11. It was worth it. It was so good. And actually, it was a big enough portion that I didn't dare finish it because we still had a meal and a dessert to eat. I don't know. Did you try? I don't remember if you tried it. Yeah, you let me try a little bit. And, uh, like, it was really good. I was I was shocked because I didn't <laughs> – the, the description kind of threw me off. And I was like, I don't know if I want to try this. It was like a breakfasty thing for me. But it actually really wasn't. It was, it was very tasty. Okay. So we both decided to get 
what they call the Poji inspired meal. Basically what it is, is you, it, so on the menu, it says choose one from the journey. We were allowed, and I don't know if that was because we had the deluxe plan or not, but we were allowed to choose two from the journey. So your choices for the journey were, from the journey were Golan seafood curry, butter chicken, braised beef, spicy Durban shrimp, or Panera tikka. I got the seafood curry with mine, and Ben got um, the butter chicken and the braised beef. Yep. So then, because I had only picked one, I ordered two from the Harvest. And the Harvest, you could get alu masala, chickpea wit, lentil dal, or cilantro coconut vegetables. I chose the cilantro coconut vegetables and the chickpea wit. Which was very good. And you, what did you pick with yours? You, I think you got, I think you also got the coconut cilantro yeah, vegetables. Yes, yes. And both of these also come with a uh, basmati rice. So the way they bring it to you is it's on a square plate and it's in four bowls on that square plate. And you can mix it however you want to mix it. This was fantastic. Mix it. This, it was so good. Nothing was overly hot and spicy. No. It was very, very good. It was very tasty. It, it is um, $28, which for the amount of food they gave you was more than reasonable. Uh, very, very good. Oh, yeah. And um, like I said, mix it because there's so much flavor. I mean, I got the beef and the chicken and, and with the rice and the coconut vegetables and just the ensemble was just so delicious. If you mix different things together, it would, it's, it's a must try. Okay, so let's move on to dessert. So the desserts at Sanaa are super creative, and they're not things you're going to find on any other menu. You're not going to find creme brulee, and you're not going to find, you know, cheesecake and things like that. What they do have is, so I got, it's called a caramel nadizi. It's a banana, it's banana financier with caramelized milk chocolate caramel, hazelnut crunch, banana white chocolate chantilly, and ginger raspberries. Outstanding. It had um, plantain chips on the top. It was really good, like a really nice um, texture profile, a really good mix of flavors. The ginger raspberries were super different, but they really paired well with this dessert. I'm not going to even ask Ben what he thought because he didn't try mine because he was obsessed with his. But it was only $8.00 which is really on the low end for a dessert at a table service restaurant. I mean, you could get, you could pay $8 at a cart for a snack in any of the parks. And we have. And we have. <laughs> and we have. Uh, so Ben ordered the Spice Trade candy bar, also $8. Uh, it was coconut, apricot, caramel, pistachio, cashew bar, coated with milk chocolate, topped with a chai cream, pistachio crumbs, and apricot gelée. Now, I did not try this, but presentation-wise, this was stunning. It was just absolutely beautiful. It had, when they say apricot gelée, what it was was like apricot bobas. Um, So good. All I stole was a boba. (laughs) I couldn't get anything else. He was going to stab me with his fork. Well, well, there's a story behind this. My, My wife she goes on YouTube and watches different videos about different restaurants to get an idea of what we want to do. And uh, a year ago, she had showed me this candy bar 
and I was like, it's a candy bar. And then I started looking at all the ingredients and just like the different style. And I was like, you know what? That looks absolutely phenomenal. So it was on my, I have to do this. I have to have this in my life list. And um, we actually got to try it this time. And I was very happy with it. It was delicious. Um, the blends of different flavors, the coconut was, you know, tasty. So, so, so good. Okay. So our next restaurant that we went to is my favorite in-park restaurant. It's at Animal Kingdom. Uh, called, it's called Tiffin's. It is a signature restaurant, two credits on the dining plan. Um, I cannot sell this restaurant enough. Again, it's similar to Sanaa. The flavor profile might be a little bit different, although um, I think it's a little less uh, adventurous than Sanaa, but still enough that you feel you're getting something that you wouldn't usually get anywhere else. Yeah, I agree. We've, we've eaten here twice. Like, this is our second time being at, at Tiffin's, and it's just, it's really, really a nice place to eat. So, Ben, when we go anywhere, likes to order um, either a, the charcuterie board or a cheese board. So, when we went here, he ordered the cheese board. So, it's a selection of artisanal cheeses, um, and they change based on availability. Um, and it came with a, I'm trying to see if I can figure out what it, so there was a smoky blue cheese. There was a uh, cheese called San Andreas. It's a sheep's milk cheese. There was a cremat, which is a pasteurized um, aged cow and goat's milk cheese. There is um, something called the griffin, which is a Cosmo cheese. And the sea hive, and the sea hive is made from the milk of Jersey cows I just lost it. <laughs> the milk of Jersey cows in northern Utah. Um, it also came with some pistachios, um, a little bit of like a raspberry sauce type of thing, and um, a like a fig jam. Yes. Some sort of a fig jam. Uh, he loves it. He loves it. Anytime you put cheese in front of him, he's happy. Yeah, uh, I got to say, like, I love cheese board so like anytime i see a cheese board or a charcuterie board i'm gonna get it because i gotta i gotta try the flavors i mean it's all about the taste buds and the flavors and this was great uh the cheeses were very very tasty uh i never used to like blue cheese until we went to tippins and we tried the blue cheese here and now i just i think it's great um and once again it was just as good when i got it this time and um Pairing it with the pistachios was incredible. So uh, if you get a chance, you should definitely try Tippins. Uh, it's probably the, one of the most underrated restaurants, I think, as far as like experience-wise. It's it's phenomenal. Okay, so one of the things we're having a hard time finding a description for is my appetizer I got was the corn chowder. Uh, I like chowder. I don't generally order at places because I can tend to be really picky about it. Uh, but I had tried uh, some of the other things on the menu and I hadn't tried this. So I decided to give this a try. Oh, it was so good. It was a corn chowder and it had um, candied bacon. And I, I don't even know what else was in it, but it was amazing. And it's since been removed from the menu. I don't know if it's a seasonal thing because it's been replaced with a pumpkin soup right now, which I probably actually would have gotten that as well. Um, but the corn chowder, it was so good. It wasn't a huge portion, which was nice because I still had room to eat my dinner, uh, which was a big problem on this trip because we didn't do a lot of that. Um, we didn't have a lot of room. So uh, without having a description to go by, it, it was corn chowder, but it was a level above any other that I've ever had. It was excellent. Uh, 
It was, I'm guessing, somewhere around $14, which is what the pumpkin soup goes for. Ben's uh, cheese board was $16, if you were to pay out of pocket. So then we moved on to entrees. Now, they have recently, at Tiffin's, changed their definition of surf and turf. I don't know if it's based on availability of ingredients or what, but it used to be a Wagyu beef tenderloin and a lobster tail. It no longer is that. It is now a, and Ben ordered it, a, it is now a South African spiced beef tenderloin, seared scallops, potato pave, grilled vegetables, maitake mushrooms, danya butter, and a cola dummy glass. It looked outstanding. It looked, the steak looked perfect. The scallops looked amazing. And this is usually my go-to, but I was protesting the lack of lobster tail and decided not to get it. But it looked amazing. Yeah, well, one of the reasons I got it is because whenever we go to Disney, my wife always tells me that you never eat fish. You never eat fish. You tell me you like fish, but you never eat fish. You don't like fish. <laughs> so, you can tell these people all you want that you like fish, but you don't. So what it was was me. I was decided that I was going to get this because I was going to show her that I will eat scallops. I will eat fish. I will no, eat- you don't eat fish. You eat scallops. <laughs> So so I got it, and it was absolutely amazing. Uh, the scallops were cooked perfect. Uh, they weren't rubbery. They were just nice and tender. It was it was very well done. The steak was cooked again. Like I I love going to Disney because they cooked steak perfect, and uh, I can't argue with it. It was you know I, I ordered it medium. It came out medium. It was beautiful. So I got um, I jumped off of my seafood wagon, and I got. Um, the tamarind braised short ribs. And I will say that I jumped off the seafood wagon because my only choices for seafood at, at um, Tiffin's are a whole fried sustainable fish. I don't generally like fried fish and I don't want anything with the head still on. Uh, that's just a weird little thing I got going on. And then shrimp and grits. And I'm not a huge grit fan. Uh, ben loves them. I don't so much. So I went with the tamarind braised short ribs. They were $51. If you were paying out of pocket, Ben's Surf and Turf was 65 Worth it. Now, before I get into my short ribs, let me just say, Disney offers a package. If you are not on the dining plan, they, they call it the Rivers of Light package, and it is available at either Tiffin's or Tusker House. Tusker House is a buffet with characters. If you have children, this is where you should be. Uh, it is... I believe for the Tiffins one, it was $77 when we did it. We did it several years ago. And you basically get an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert, and pre- um, premium seating at their nighttime show. It is uh, So you get to basically you sit like in a great section right towards the front at their nighttime show. So the surf and turf is $65. If you then add in a drink, an appetizer, and a dessert, you are well ahead of them, of Disney in there by getting that package. So if you want to try Tiffin's and you want to do it where you're not spending as much money as you normally would, I highly recommend you get the Rivers of Light dining package. Uh, you're, and I, and I, that's not to say that price hasn't gone up, but I can't imagine it has gone up spectacularly enough to make it not worth it anymore. Like I said, it was like 75 or $77 when we did it. Um, and just with the surf and turf, you would almost be at that price. So it's definitely worth it. So anyway, my tamarind gray short ribs came with a parsnip potato puree, cauliflower, Cipollini onions and medjooled and a medjooled date vinaigrette. This was very good. I don't generally like um, 
sauces on my steaks, but this one was actually pretty decent. It was more of like a barbecue type sauce. Uh, it was very good. My steak was perfect. I did not, the only thing I didn't love on this was the cauliflower. It was a little undercooked, but other than that, this was a great meal. Um, the parsnip potato puree, surprisingly to me, was probably the best part of this meal. And I didn't expect to even like it. So there's that. Um, I would recommend it and I would totally get it again. So our next thing was we got dessert. Dessert at Tiffin's is an experience in and of itself. Um, so Ben got uh, the Lion King, it's called. It's caramel mousse, chocolate brownie, and strawberry mango sauce. And there's an adorable little picture on the side of it of uh, a scene from The Lion King with um, Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa where they're walking in front of the moon is imprinted on the side of this dessert, which just makes it, visually, it's just stunning. Taste-wise? It was not that great. Uh, (laughs) I have to say, I was disappointed. I was looking forward to this. This is another thing that we had watched a year ago, and I thought it was going to be something incredible. And But this one wasn't. This one was looked phenomenal, tasted eh. Okay, so I got the Tiffin's Trio. Uh, What it is, is it's three small versions of desserts that they have. So it has the South American chocolate ganache on it, which has caramelized bananas and a cocoa cocoa nib tool on it. Very, very good. It has a whipped cheesecake, which is amarula panna cotta, sesame crumbs, and espresso sponge. Uh, That was probably my favorite thing on here. And then it has the caramel mousse from the Lion King dessert, uh, which I liked. It was okay. I was a little disappointed because when we had gone previous, one of the things on here is a passion fruit tapioca cream, which is absolutely outstanding. And it's no longer on this dessert. And I was really sad. But the whipped cheesecake, outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. And I will probably next time we go just get a big version of that. Uh, You ain't wrong. That was really good. Um, I sample. So that was dinner at Tiffin's. And one of the things I like about Tiffin's is it's quiet. There is generally not a huge crowd in there. There is, um, it's, and the reason for that is because it's not your average everyday Disney menu. People tend to flock to blander foods. And I don't, I don't know if I even mean blander, but foods they're more familiar with. Accustomed. Especially if you're paying out of pocket, you don't want to order a meal you're going to loathe. Uh, I like to try new things. Ben likes to try new things. So we tend to be more adventurous than most. Um, and we constantly are questioning why more people aren't at Tiffin's. And I think that's what the reason is. People aren't very adventurous with their food. Uh, we, we are. So it baffles us that more people aren't eating at Tiffin's because it is just that good. We've never had bad service. The wait staff at Tiffin's ha- knows that menu inside out and backwards they know how to make they, he made our, our server this time made an amazing wine pairing for you yes, um, yes suggested yes. a wine that turned out to be phenomenal with the meal um very very knowledgeable probably on property the most knowledgeable wait staff we found it as far as outside of maybe Citra Coast. she was very good as well um and we'll get to her later um but very very knowledgeable wait staff yeah at um tiffins yeah both, both times we've gone uh, right so tiffins is probably our favorite in park restaurant oh it is mine i don't know about you but it is my favorite in park restaurant it's just it's worth every penny oh yeah by far um even when we don't love everything i mean ben didn't love that lion king cheesecake or whatever caramel mousse but 
I'll tell you, the presentation on that was outstanding. Oh, yeah. Looks alone was great, but then, like I said, it was yeah, just Yeah, it just case. wasn't – I think a lot of it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, and that was a lot of the problem. Okay, so the next thing we did – the next morning, we went to Cape May Cafe. Now, Cape May Cafe is a character breakfast. So, there again, here's our reasoning for going here. It is at the Beach Club Resort – um, which is over in the boardwalk area by Epcot. And it is a buffet and it has Mickey, nope, not Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, and Daisy, and they're in their beachwear attire. Oh, Mickey was there. He just didn't come near us. I don't think he was. No. Nope. No, nope. I think it's Goofy and Minnie. We didn't see Minnie, did we? Yes. I don't remember. We were on a lot of character meals. <laughs> um, oh, no, we did see Minnie. I take it back. Donald, we didn't see. Yes. We saw Daisy. Oh, we saw Donald and not Daisy. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, so this was a buffet, so I, we don't really have a lot to say about this other than the fact that it was one of the better buffets we've gone to. I'm generally not a big breakfast eater. Um, I don't, I'm very picky about eggs. I don't like scrambled eggs, which tends to be the offering. Um, like I said before, I don't have, I don't love pastries. Uh, but what I got there, they have all kinds of stuff. There's cereals, there's Mickey waffles, there's um you know, sliced ham and a selection of cheese. There's fresh fruit. There's yogurt. There's pastries. Um, ben was happy because there were tater tots. Tater tots. Uh, but what we got was excellent. The bacon was perfectly cooked, very crispy. They did have biscuits and sausage gravy, which made me very happy. Uh, the poached eggs were excellent. Um, I yeah. had a tot. It was delicious. Yeah, you can't yeah. go wrong. I mean, it was it was a buffet. And ben they did, loves the tots. The buffet was really good. I mean, the you can go up there and they had so much different variety. I mean, pastries, hams. Uh, it was just a place you could actually get a lot for your money. I will say the best thing on this buffet was the French toast with caramel banana sauce. Wow, is all I have to say to that. I will eat pretty much anything with a banana on it. Um, and this was outstanding. It was so good. I don't think you tried it. No, no, I didn't. Dummy. It was so good. <laughs> uh, I was full. I, I had a it was full so good. <laughs> and our server here was very, very good. Yeah, she was, she nice. was very nice. And I know that they're not bringing you food. However, they are still, if you think about it, people tend to tip lower at a buffet. And I don't understand why. No, they're not taking your order or bringing you food. However, how many times are you going to that buffet? And they are clearing. There's no busboys at a buffet okay. restaurant. So they're clearing your table multiple times. They're bring, they're still bringing you drinks, whether it be alcohol or regular. And if you go to the buffet three times, they're clearing three times worth of dirty dishes, which is more than they – most restaurants, sit-down restaurants you go to, there are busboys that do that. So when people say, oh, I only tip $2 or $3 at a buffet, that really kind of irritates me because they're probably doing just as much, if not more, work. A lot of the higher-end restaurants we go to, they're not even bringing the food. No, twice. Yeah, and they have runners that deliver the food to your table. So basically, your server at a high-end restaurant is taking your order, and that's about it, yep. and checking on you. And they're not clearing your table. They're not bringing your food. So the person working at the buffet is doing much more work than uh, a server at a high-end restaurant, generally speaking. And I'm generally speaking, please don't yell at me. So Cape May Cafe, the character interaction, I honestly didn't love. Um, it's very crowded in there. There are a lot of people. It didn't feel like there was a, 
So for instance, at some of the others we went to, we you could see the pattern. The characters would start in one spot and just make their way around the room. So you knew at some point they were going to get to you. The one at Cape May seemed very um, chaotic. Like they just kind of went where they wanted to go. Now, the character interactions, I don't think we ever saw Goofy. We never saw Goofy. We saw him, but he never came to us. And we didn't see Daisy never came to us. We saw Minnie and we saw Donald, both of whom the character interactions were fantastic. Uh, But if we had taken a child with us who was looking forward to that, I don't know that I would be very pleased. The food was great. The characters we saw were great. I think if we, I don't think we're going to do this one again um, because I don't know that it would be worth it character wise. Yeah, I, I think maybe it might have been where we were seated too. We weren't seated in the center area. We were like seated in the uh, off in the end. I well, mean, being a party of two tends to put you over yeah. in corners, which I generally like. I'm right. not complaining about where they sat us, or over against a wall. Um, you're not out in the middle of the action. You're right. right. So, so I don't. I can't really judge it from that point. I mean, um, yeah, but if you had been, if we had had a kid with us, we would have probably sat somewhere different, and the whole experience might have been different. Right. But like I said, the food was very good. And my big complaint with character meals is when the character interaction is fantastic, but the food sucks. Yeah. And that should never be the case because the amount of money you're paying for a character meal, you shouldn't have to trade one for the other. No, no. Trade off Um, is not worth it. So actually, I think I forgot to say. So the breakfast, according to the Disney website, um, like I said, we had the dining plan. It's a one credit dining um, plan, one credit uh, restaurant. But if you were paying out of pocket, the adult price is $41 and the child price is $24. With the character experience the way that we experienced it, yeah. I don't think that's worth it. No, but they was good, yeah. don't get me wrong, but without the characters... Right, right. Like I, like I said, like I, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at it like maybe we were sat in a place where... No, and that's right. And for us, we didn't really care about that. No. But... As a parent with as a child... As a parent with a child, that would have a different yeah. perspective. Yeah. Um, so I think that had we had a child and had the same experience, we would be furious. No, I don't know that we'd be furious, <laughs> but we would be much more likely to be negative about the experience right. than we, than we are. Cause we liked the food and we saw a couple characters and, you know, yay for us. And, and we moved on another day. <laughs> Next. <laughs> but if you had a child that was relying on seeing those characters and that's not to be said that if you, maybe if we had hanged around long, hung around longer, yeah. longer, yeah. we would have seen the other two characters, um, but we had, we were there over an hour yeah. and yeah. only saw two out of the four characters. So I don't know. Is your kid going to sit there for, you know what I mean? <laughs> My kid wouldn't have sat there for 10 minutes. <laughs> right. I mean, I just don't see a child sitting for two hours just to see characters. They're going to get bored. They're going to get cranky. And you're going to want to. And that's not the way to start a day at Disney. No. So the next restaurant that we did that night was Flying Fish. I was, I was super excited about Flying Fish. Flying Fish is in the boardwalk area at Epcot. Um, it is by, as you might have guessed by the name, a predominantly seafood restaurant, although they do have other things on the menu, um, as attested to by the fact that my husband ate those. Um, but they are a signature restaurant to dining credits. Now, before we start our review, the food here 
was phenomenal. The experience itself was not. And it was not, I don't want to say not the fault of the restaurant because I feel like it could have been controlled, but it was not entirely or even mostly the fault of the restaurant. There was a very large, um, and by large, I think there were probably 10 of them, group of people, not even seated in the room we were in. They were in the next room over. When I tell you they were obnoxiously loud, um, loud to the point of shrieking where other diners were consistently looking at them one of there were a couple of children with them and they weren't very young children they were probably 12 13 i don't even know if they were that old maybe 10 and one of the children got up and had gone to the restroom and came back and the adults in the party refused to move for her forcing her and them allowing this to happen this is in a signature restaurant i want to stress that this is a very high-end not inside a theme park restaurant it is tends to be a higher level of dress code, a much higher level of service, and a much better experience than you are going to find inside a park. They forced this child, and I say forced because they all refused to move for her when she came back. She climbed over them. That was I still cannot, I, I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this fact because I, I've never, I've we've been in crap restaurants and we've been in really fancy restaurants and I've never seen anybody do this to their child. They forced her to climb over them. So they were sitting at the table they were at was one of those tables that was on a booth, like half of a booth and the other half had chairs in front of it. If you, you know what I'm saying? And she was, had been sitting on the booth side and they forced her to climb over three of them yeah, was to so- get back to her seat. Her choices were climb over them or go under the table because none of them would move for her. It was appalling. Um, I cannot, and I am consistently shocked at the lack of class and manners that people will show at a Disney restaurant versus a regular restaurant, because I don't know if it's because they're at Disney that they think none of the rules apply anymore, but it was, they were allowed to the point that like tables around us were getting frustrated as well. It wasn't just us. Like a lot of times it's me. I'm not going to lie. A lot of times I am very easily frustrated by people who I perceive as not having manners. What? No, (laughs) (laughs) but this was not just me. The people at the next table from us were super frustrated as well. Everybody in our room was looking at that table. And I just feel as though for the money that we paid, and again, we had the dining plan, but it was still our money. We still paid. It's like paying ahead. Now, the food, though. But the food was great. But my point is that that experience sort of ruined flying fish for me. Right. The food was great. I, I, I would like to try it again, but I don't feel like the restaurant controlled the situation the way they should. And I know it's hard to say cut the crap to customers, but at some point when it is ruining the experience for the rest of the restaurant and the rest of your customers, something needed to be said and it wasn't. Right. Okay. So I've had my rant and I'm going to move on now. <laughs> so for my, this was right in my wheelhouse. I, Again, I'm getting seafood all the way here. So for my appetizer, I got Prince Edward Island mussels. They're $16, and they come with fresh basil in a Chardonnay broth. And our amazing, wonderful, incredible server gave me a soup spoon because he said, and I quote, you're going to want to eat the broth. (laughs) He was not wrong. It was outstanding. I love me me some mussels. These were hands down the best mussels I've ever had in my entire life. They were just, and they were stunning. They came with, there was like dill on top and some crusty bread that you could dip into the broth. And it was a 
pretty large portion for an appetizer. So good. Now, my lovely I love seafood, but I really don't husband was a little bit put out by the appetizer choices because they were predominantly seafood. There was a cheese board, but he had just had one um, the day before at Tiffin's and he really wasn't feeling it. So his choices were, and I don't know why he didn't get the pork belly, because that's, if I wasn't eating seafood, that's what I would have gotten. But he ended up, I talked him into the Wisconsin burrata, and it's a cheese, it's like a, a mozzarella cheese, and it's inside, sort of like a mozzarella skin, and it's very soft, and it came with um, a fall pear, macro, marcona almonds, and a blueberry lavender vinaigrette. It looked amazing. It was phenomenal. Uh, good choice by her for me because, uh, like she said, I I just wasn't feeling I wasn't feeling the pork belly. I wasn't feeling the the cheese board. And um, she was like, "Well, why don't you just try this?" And uh, our server, who I must say, now she's telling you this is a high end restaurant. I want to tell you that it really is. This was a waiter that was a food snob. Like if you could be a food snob as a waiter, it was him. He knew everything on the menu, how good it was, what it tasted like. To the point where when I ordered my food, he knew the time when it came out, it wasn't done right. Right. So that's into our next thing. So we ordered our entrees. So we were eating. We ordered everything together, I think, because mm-hmm. we were ready. And I think so we had just and I, when I say just, I mean, we had just finished our appetizers. And one thing that really bothers me is when I feel rushed at a meal and when I feel like they're just trying to turn the table and they want me out of there. Um and that really annoys me. So we had literally just finished our apps. He hadn't even cleared our plates. And here come our entrees. But our waiter was a little bit put out. When he put them down, he said, I want, he said to Ben, please check that. It came out too fast. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's cooked right because it came out too fast. That's an excellent server. When your server knows going in that your food is potentially not right, that's an excellent server. Yeah, and I'm, uh, many of you don't know this, but I'm an ex-cook. I've cooked most of my life. So I know medium, I know medium rare, I know medium well. I know the temps, and uh, I wanted it medium. I, I specifically was like, look, I want this medium. And uh, it came out, and both me and the waiter knew it was not medium. It was more towards the medium rare side. And he was right, and I got to give it to him. He's He was really smart. So <clears throat> moving on to our entrees, we I got the sea bass which do not appear to be on this menu okay so i don't know what my sea bass they appear to have changed the menu and my sea bass is gone from the menu i'm very sad so basically my sea bass had a a oh it looks like they've changed it to red snapper so it's the same dish but with red snapper as opposed to sea bass so my sea bass was on a bed of leek fondue and a red wine reduction. Outstanding. I love sea bass. Sea bass is probably my favorite fish. I love the mild flavor. It pairs with just about anything. So good. The leek fondue, surprisingly, was amazing. Um, I When I got it, that was the one thing holding me back. And I said, I finally said, you know what? I already know I like sea bass. I'm just going to get it. And I'm glad I did because the leek fondue was excellent. And the red wine reduction was well done. The whole thing together paired amazingly well. It was beautiful. And the presentation was outstanding. Uh, My sea bass was $65 on if you had paid out of pocket. Ben, as per usual, Ben got the Angus filet mignon with sweet onion risotto and a truffle sauce. And it also came with um, asparagus. Okay. So like I said, it was 
supposed to be medium, come out medium rare. I'll eat it because it's just that's just a good flavor too. Uh, the risotto was creamy and delicious. It mixed well with the meat. It was just a very good, good uh, fillet cut. Uh, I can't say anything about it like bad except for the fact that you know I wanted it medium and it came out medium rare, but it was still delicious. But so. even then, he would have taken it back and, and made them do it properly. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not that guy. And he was actually, I think, a little disappointed that he didn't get to go yell at the kitchen. Yeah, yes, but I like I said, I used to be a cook, so I I know you know things happen in the kitchen, and, and you know sometimes it doesn't come out right, and you you can't control it. I mean, you can, but it's just the speed of the kitchen. Sometimes you think it's done, and you put it on the plate, and then it goes out, and you kind of second guess yourself and go, I don't know if that was perfect, and you know, human error. But so I wasn't mad. I, I liked it. Um, you know, I'll get it again if I go there. I mean, it's not something I would refuse. Uh, and the price of his filet was $59. So on to desserts. And I'm going to tell you about mine because I want to spend a little time telling you about Ben's because there was a little surprise with Ben's that I, we didn't know when we or, when he ordered it. So my dessert was called a Florida Sunset. It's $11. It's vanilla custard, lemon broth, segmented fruits, and white chocolate. I think this was my favorite dessert we I had the whole week. Um, aside from the grapefruit cake, which was right up there, this... The broth, the lemon broth on this was just so unusual and so good. And I never would have occurred to me that that could either be a thing or be a delicious thing. And it was both. It, it was just amazing. It was a beautiful dessert to begin with. It had like a white chocolate um, wheel on the top inside the panagata, And it was just oh, the vanilla custard. And the vanilla custard was um, coated with sugar and they had... Uh, heated it, I'm guessing, with a like a creme brulee torch, a food torch, and it looked like a sunset. Like it got, it was dark, it went from dark to light. It was, oh my gosh, it was so good. So Ben ordered the chocolate mint financier, and there wasn't a huge description with this dish. It basically said warm chocolate, creamy frozen mint. What they didn't tell us until after he was already eating it, I think, was the waiter happened to mention that it was not a dairy ice cream. So basically what it was, was a, um, it was almost like a, a chocolate lava cake yep. and a scoop of mint chocolate chip ice cream, a mint ice cream. Yes. And that was dusted with cocoa and very visually, very, very appealing. So, but what the waiter told us, and I don't know if it was, we just didn't notice it on the menu or, but this was a vegan option. Yep. And it, he probably had, you known that you never would have ordered it. Oh no. <laughs> and the ice cream was made from the one my husband will eat anything okay except for our seafood and he does not eat avocados nope. at all hates nope. them yep won't even look at one nope and he will eat just about anything else you put in front of him in any combination and the ice cream apparently was made with avocado and <laughs> not cream oh. and he was halfway through it before we discovered that and it, he ate it because it was amazing it was and delicious. he would have never had you not told him he wouldn't have noticed no i would have never known and i would have never ordered it if i'd known it was avocado because i'm a bigot when it comes to 
avocados. I just don't like them. But this mint ice cream made from avocados was probably one of the best ice creams I've ever had. It was really creamy and delicious, and it was awesome. Um, I just got a kick out of it because it literally was the one thing Ben won't eat, and that's what they gave him. So he quite enjoyed that. It was $9. Vegan options at Disney tend to be less expensive. Also, as an aside, vegan and vegetarian options in general at Disney are becoming more and more the norm rather than the exception, and they tend to be very, very good. Um, They're not just throwing random things on a menu and calling it vegetarian. There's thought put in, there's time put in, and there's care taken with these dishes so that you get... Um, the same good experience food-wise that people who aren't vegan or vegetarian get. Yeah, they visualize it when they make it. So the presentations for these are all awesome. Like they, they make it look incredible and it tastes incredible. So we're actually going to have to make this into a two-part episode due to the length of time that we're going over each restaurant. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed our descriptions and our um, experience as much as we did. Uh, so please tune in next week to find out what is happening.